the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Notice Jesus isn't showing us a way. He is the way. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching us God's truth right from the Bible with lessons that we may not want to hear, but we need to hear. Let's jump right in today's study. Today we're looking in the Bible at Doubting Thomas, except we changed his name to Faithful Thomas. What? Is this the same guy? Well, yes, we're looking at him and how he dealt with things because he kind of got a little bit of a raw deal when it comes to names because actually he wasn't so much a doubter as a skeptic. And yes, there was some doubt in his life, but there was other times he was super faithful, like when Jesus wanted to go back to Bethany. Uh, The Jews, the religious Jews, were looking to kill him, and going back could mean that they would stone him to death. But it was Thomas in John 11 that stepped up and said, look, we're going to go with Jesus. Where he goes, we go. And if we die, we die, but we're going to go. So yes, when Thomas first looked at him in the first time we really hear of Thomas, he was dealing emotionally from his heart, like, look, we're going to follow the Lord, even if it means to the death. But now we're going to look at Thomas as he responded to Jesus intellectually. Understand, Thomas was the kind of guy that would always read the fine print. He would say, if it sounds too good to be true, well, you know what? It's probably not true. And if something looked weird, It's probably because it's weird. I think people need to have a little bit more of that mentality today. Because let me tell you, when something looks weird, it's usually because it's weird. And when something doesn't really make sense or sounds too good to be true, it's probably not true. So remember that when someone's trying to get you to sign on the dotted line and they're promising you maybe a little too much than what they can actually come through with. Yes, Thomas was the kind of person who questioned things that needed to be questioned. How much more should we do the same when we're confronted with so many different beliefs? Jesus said four times in Matthew chapter 24, talking about the last days, he said many would come and mislead many. You know, we're told in 1 John 4, 1, Beloved, do not believe every spirit. But test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. And boy, do we have false prophets now. I mean, look at all the fake news. I mean, it's like they just get a narrative and they run with it, and all the news agencies use all the same little one-liners and quips and what have you. It's like, boy, we need to question things now more than ever. Thomas would only agree if he knew what it meant. 
It's like a math teacher asking, you know, let me put you back in the seventh and eighth grade when they were first dropping, you know, algebra on you. And she'd get up there, yes, pi, you know, squared equals, uh, you know, four. And you're like, what? X equals Y equals what? It's like, you know, and you're like, yes, that's deep. And you're shaking your head. Yes. You know, yes, of course. But you know what? The truth was, we didn't have a clue what they were talking about. If X equals four, why don't you just say four? Why are you doing all these other things on us? Yes, Thomas would not just agree with something because everyone else agreed with it. He wouldn't go with the fake news of today. This is what happened in John chapter 14. It's like as Jesus poured out great words of comfort to his disciples. Well, why did he pour out words of comfort? Because it didn't start off too comforting. John chapter 14 verse 1 says this, Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I go and prepare a place for you. Whoa, whoa, second. Oh, slow down. I like the whole thing about don't let my heart be troubled. But wait a second. You're going somewhere? You're going to go prepare a place for us? And then he goes on to say, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. And where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way where I'm going. So, wait a second. Let's recoup on this. So, Jesus said, I'm going. What do you mean you're going? Yes, I'm out of here. I'm leaving, and I'm going to prepare a place for you, and you know the way. Well, the other disciples, they said nothing. They're probably thinking, this is probably a test. Mm, Yes, that sounds deep, Lord. Wow, I really like that. Yet in reality, just like us when we were first getting algebra dropped on us, they didn't have a clue what Jesus was talking about. Yet it was faithful Thomas, not doubting Thomas, faithful Thomas who was inquiring with his mind and his mouth, and he asked an intelligent question. He said this in John fourteen five. It says, Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. We don't know the way. See, understand, God isn't afraid of our questions. Did you get that? He's not afraid of our questions. I wonder if you have any questions for God. I know that David did. David said this in Psalm 143, 7. He says, Answer me quickly, O Lord. My spirit fails. Do not hide thy face from me, lest I become like those who go down to the pit. Let me hear thy loving kindness in the morning, for I trust in you. Teach me the way in which I should walk, for to thee I will lift up my soul. Maybe you feel the same way David did. Well, You need to come to Jesus. Because David was saying, look, I'm failing inside. My spirit is failing. I don't have a clue what's happening in my life right now. Maybe you need to come to the Lord just like David did with all of your questions. As you trust him as your Savior and cling to him as your Lord. Many, if not all, of our questions, God will answer. And speaking of answers, Jesus not only gives Thomas an incredible answer, But he speaks to the whole of humanity, to all those who are searching for the true meaning of life, to all those who want deliverance from their past, to know that their sin is forgiven, to all those who want to know if they're going to heaven when they die. What was the answer that Jesus gave to Thomas? He said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
No one goes to the Father but through me. Wow. Wow. Aren't you glad Thomas asked the question? Aren't you glad he wasn't being like a vegetable like the other disciples and just like, yes, Lord, that's deep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we know the way. No, you guys don't know the way. You don't have a clue of the way. Look, Jesus doesn't always answer every question. There's going to be some whys that are still going to be there that we're not going to know until we get to heaven. And we just have to trust him that he has our life in his hands. But there is other questions he will answer. And aren't you thankful that he answered this one? Notice, Jesus isn't showing us a way. He is the way. This isn't through a pathway of religion. Oh, well, I'm a Muslim. I'm a Buddhist. I'm a Hindu. I'm a Mormon. I'm a Jehovah's Witness. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. The only way you get to heaven is through Jesus. See, there's no affiliation with some denomination that gets you to heaven. There's no path that you get on of good works and wonderful accomplishments and all wonderful things that you do in your life and all your earthly successes. No, absolutely not. It's only through Jesus Christ that a person can get to heaven. No other way. It's embracing his death on the cross by which his blood will wash away our sin. For any man or any woman to go to heaven, there is only one way, singular. It's Jesus Christ, period. Where all other religions say, well, do something. Yes, Mormons, put on a badge and get on your bike and go share. Go do your mission trip. Oh, Jehovah's Witnesses, get up every Saturday morning and go knock on doors. And you got to spread the message. Got to spread the message. No, 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 no. Religions say, do something. You know, work to become more pure. Jesus says, done. I died on the cross for you. Come unto me, all you that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. First, we saw faithful Thomas reacting emotionally. He was willing to lay down his life in following Jesus. Second, we see faithful Thomas reacting intellectually as he questioned that he wasn't sure how man and humanity are supposed to get to heaven. So a clear picture of the only way to get to heaven was given to him and to all of us. And now we will see how Thomas reacts physically. You know the story. Jesus was taken captive by the hypocritical religious leaders. He was falsely accused. He was beaten. And then he was crucified. He was nailed to a cross. The hope of all humanity was left lifeless and dead hanging on that cross. Jesus' disciples, what did they do? They ran for their lives. They were seized with fear. Their hearts were crushed. They were wondering if they would be next. If they could do this to Jesus, they could do it to all of us as followers. It seemed like that the fairy tale was all over. The dream of the Messiah bringing freedom was now nothing more than a distant figment of their imaginations. That is, until the ladies went looking for Jesus, 
his body to anoint him. And Mary Magdalene came running on resurrection morning, completely out of breath. Why? Because an angel said to her, why are you looking for the living one among the dead? Go tell the disciples and Peter that Jesus has risen. So here we have Mary Magdalene full of life as she frantically tells the disciples, Jesus, he is risen. He is alive and the tomb is empty. And that very night, Jesus Christ came to his disciples and he appeared to them. They were all hiding in a room with the window shut and the door locked. And Jesus just, bam, he appeared in the room. Oh, my goodness. They were so scared. He says, peace be with you. Don't be frightened. It is me. And could you imagine the rejoicing of the disciples and the ladies as they were in that room weeping and crying what they would do? And all of a sudden, Jesus, he's alive and he's appearing right before their very eyes. Well, it's all great if you were in that room. But guess what? Thomas, he wasn't there. Why? Why wasn't Thomas in the room with all the other disciples? Maybe it was just too much for him. Maybe seeing Jesus on the cross and him being dead, it was just too much for him. He had put all of his faith and all of his trust in Jesus, and now he was dead and gone. Maybe he was overwhelmed with bitterness. Maybe his heart was broken. I wonder if some of you listening right now on the radio have felt like that before. You've been let down one too many times. Thomas did what many of us do today. He left the fellowship of other believers. I wonder if since COVID has hit uh, some, what, year and a half ago now, a little over that, it's like, I wonder some of you are out of fellowship still. See, those that were in fellowship and clung together, Jesus appeared to them. But Thomas wasn't there. And Jesus did not appear to Thomas. I wonder if some of you have never gone back to church. Listen, if you're here in Southern California and you're here listening to this program on the radio, why don't you come to Core Church LA? Why don't you come out of your house? Why don't you come back into fellowship? Don't you see they're never going to let this COVID thing drop? Don't you see it's the Delta variant now? They're already talking about another variant. It's going to be it's going to be booster shots. It's going to be this forever. Why don't you come back and get back into the body of Christ? The Bible says, "Do not forsake the assembling of the brethren." We're to go to church. Church, the very word church in the Greek means ecclesia. It means the gathering together. Why don't you come back? Listen, maybe you're an hour away from Core Church Los Angeles, but get in the car and drive. It's Sunday morning. There's not that much traffic. I encourage you to come. If you can't make it, you can always download our free app on your phone or your tablet. You can watch our services live. And all of those that are listening to us on our radio stations back on the East Coast, we're on like 19 radio stations. If you hear this radio program, program right now, guess what? You can download our free app and you can watch our services. We have two Sunday morning services, one at 8.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. And we have a 
Sunday night service at 6.30 p.m. If you're somewhere around Southern California, why don't you drive and see us? If you can't make it, get our app. Those on the East Coast, you're three hours ahead, so you got to add three hours to those service times. And by the way, I'm just saying here, those on the East Coast, I'm coming back. I'm speaking at a church in New Jersey, Marlton, New Jersey. You can go to hopefm.net to get more information on that. But I'm coming back in September, so just saying. Anyway, I just encourage each and every one of you, get plugged in. Watch online, and if you're here in SoCal, drive to Core Church LA. You can meet me. Maybe you've heard my voice on the radio a long time, and you wonder, I wonder what he looks like. People have said I look like everything from short and heavy to tall and skinny. Well, I guess you'll have to figure it out yourself when you get here. But anyway, I encourage you to come. We're on the intersection of La Cienega and the 10 Freeway, right across the street from Kaiser Hospital. Anyway, getting back to our message here, it was here, Thomas, he became a loner. He stayed away, and he didn't fare well you know, staying away, he started shriveling up spiritually by not being in fellowship with the other believers. It wasn't good for him, and he missed Jesus. Maybe today, again, you can relate with Thomas. You know, the Bible says, don't stay away from church. It's in those times of devastation. It's in those times of severe hardship that we need to be in church more than ever. And look what's happening in our world with all the skyrocketing, you know, crime rates and see how inflation is just off the hook. All of these things. Listen, maybe you know somebody who's been out of fellowship. Maybe you know somebody that you haven't seen for a while. You know, are they not worth us reaching out to them and just asking them and inviting them to come to church? I wonder how many people at your work or people that you know that you could just encourage them to download our free app at Core Church Los Angeles. Just go to the app store and just say, hey, why don't you listen to one message? If you don't like it, then just delete it. You know, you can tell someone anywhere. I was in Jerusalem there in the upper room, and I met an Israeli couple that lived in Jerusalem. I started witnessing to them. I said, you should download our app. I just did a message on end times and how the Jews are going to come back and know Jesus as their Messiah. You can download and you can watch that message right now. They took out their iPhone in Jerusalem, went to the app store, downloaded the Core Church Los Angeles app, and I pointed to the message for them to watch, and they said they would. I mean, you can be anywhere in the world. You can tell any friend, and they can partake of good, solid Bible teaching. Yes, are they not worth reaching out to your friends? But listen, getting back to Thomas, he wasn't there. And the next day, the disciples ran in to Thomas. And what did they say to them? He said, Thomas, where were you? You should have been there yesterday night. You're not going to believe this. We saw Jesus. He's alive. But yet, Thomas, he didn't believe them. Could you imagine that? They're telling him, like, no, you don't understand. He was there with us. But listen to what Thomas said in John 20, verse 25. He says, so the other disciples were saying to him, we have seen the Lord. But Thomas said to them, unless I see his hands in the imprint of the nails, and put my finger into the place of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Wow. See, those were the words of a broken and a bitter man. You know, he was just broken over this whole thing with Jesus. 
You know, why wouldn't Thomas believe? Because he chose not to believe. What's the difference between faith and doubt? Well, it all hinges on our own free will. We doubt not because we cannot believe, but rather because we will not believe. I wonder if there's anyone listening right now. Maybe you came on this station by mistake and you're just listening right now and you're, you know, you're an atheist or, you know, you're an agnostic and you've chosen not to believe. It's like, well, why are you choosing not to believe? As many of you know, the story does not end there. Thomas didn't miss the next meeting. Let me read to you what it says next in John 20, verse 26. It says, after eight days, okay, eight days, the disciples were again inside. Now, this time, Thomas was with them. And Jesus came in, and the doors having all been shut. So again, he just, bing, he just appeared in the room. And he stood in their midst. And what did he say? Peace be with you. Then I could just see him looking right at Thomas. There could have been 20, 30 people in that room. But oh no, oh he just, he, his eyeballs were piercing right into Thomas's eyeballs. And he said to him, reach here with your finger and see my hands. Reach here with your hand and put it in my side. And Thomas, do not be unbelieving, but be believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed or happy are those who have not seen me. And yet they believe. Wow. Well, seeing, I guess, is believing for some. Thomas falls on his face and says, my Lord and my God. But again, Jesus makes a very clear point. Blessed are those who believe without seeing. I wonder what you believe. Maybe you're that person. Well, you know, if Jesus just floats down on a cloud and says, hey, how's it going? Welcome to the good guy crew. I'll believe. Well, I can tell you this right now. That's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. But Jesus says, if you seek me, you'll find me. Jesus says, if you ask, it'll be, you'll receive. Jesus says, if you knock, it'll be open for you. And, and that's in the plural sense in Matthew 7 there in the Sermon on the Mount. He's like, you need to keep coming and asking and seeking and knocking. And when you do, Jesus will make himself real to you. But you must not be unbelieving, but believing. I would like to direct... To one last point here, Jesus said to Thomas in verse 27, Be not unbelieving, or in the King James it says, Do not be faithless. Again, he says, Stop being an infidel or an unbeliever, Thomas. This is the same word that Jesus used over in Matthew seventeen seventeen when the disciples, because of their lack of faith, could not deliver a man a man's son from a demon spirit. And Jesus told them in Matthew seventeen seventeen. Oh, unbelieving and perverted generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring him here to me. So let me ask you as we end here today, those of you that are listening here, you know, that do not believe, or maybe you've drifted away from the Lord, or those who have drifted away because of circumstances in your life, how long will you choose to not believe? How long before you really trust Jesus? You know, how long before you trust his word and fully submit to him and his purpose for you? Jesus says, I stand at the door of your heart and I knock. He wants to come in. Maybe you're a prodigal son or a prodigal daughter and you've basically fallen away from the Lord. Would you come home? 
Would you, would you seek the Lord again? You might say, well, pastor, you don't know what I've done. I've, I've got like all kinds of sin in my life. Well, guess what? God can forgive you. And you can move forward from this point right now. God can forgive you. So you say, but you don't know what I've done. Well, look, it's probably pretty bad. But guess what? God can forgive you. But you must be willing to follow him again. Are you willing? If you are, pray this prayer. God will hear you. Pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose again. Oh, Lord, come inside of me. Heal me, Lord. Help me. Help me to follow you. Be my Lord. Be my God. Be my Savior. And be my friend. And fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer, I want to send you a Bible that's an easy-to-read English. It's got about 50 pages of notes that'll help you in your walking relationship with Christ. And I also have some other materials that we want to send you. And it won't cost you anything. It's our gift to you. But you need to email me your name and address to Bible at corechurchla.com. So just email me your name and address. Say, hey, I want the materials. I made a recommitment or a commitment to Christ, and we'll get this in the mail to you. So again, your name and address, mail it to me. Email me at Bible at CoreChurchLA.com. That's Bible at CoreChurchLA.com. And may our Lord be so gracious and merciful to you. Amen. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app, available on iOS and Android. Core Church is sponsored by and a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you have been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA to 77977. You can also give via our app or online at corechurchla.org, as well as writing to P.O. Box 347 Eight nine Los Angeles, California nine zero zero three four. Three Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.